0: Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on: the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself podcast. Welcome to the Know Thyself podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. And I'm Eduardo. And we're going to continue on our path through the seven steps of alchemy. Last week, we um, did a breakdown on the cycle of necessity. And then the week before that, we went into step two of alchemy, not to get too confusing. So in between the seven steps, we're bringing in information regarding the soul and the mission of the soul. And so now we're back on track with the third step in alchemy, and that is going to be separation. And, uh, I always get so excited to sit here with my friend Daniel because I spend a week reading alone. And then when I see you, I'm like, Hey, what do you think of this? And Hey, there's this other thing I want. And then they all kind of just disappear and fly away. And so, um, so if I'm all over the place, that's probably why, because I had a lot of of things that I, I definitely want to ask Daniel, which I probably will during the podcast as I always do. But, um, you know, in separation, we definitely want to talk about um, choosing what is necessary to take with from everything that sort of fell apart in the last two steps. Right. Right. So what's left behind and what we really want to pick up from the, from the ground or from the pitfall or, or the destruction that had to occur in order to, Eliminate those first two steps. What is coming up with us? What is rising? Um, you know, uh, and what is worthy of of again being saved? So, um, you know, the first thing that I want to definitely talk about is the coming together of soul and spirit. Was a question I had for Daniel that I was reading about in regards to dissolution and calcination of the last two steps. But I kind of wanted to start off there. If that's a, a good starting point to sort of see if like that's where we're at. I know that. We can definitely break down the idea of, of air, as we were just saying, uh, before we hit record and, um, and what that entails with, with that element uh, in regards to separation. Because obviously we will talk about the physical idea of what's going on with the step of separation, but also the alchemical idea and, and all of it and how it relates to the human soul. So without further ado...
1: Yeah. No, man, I think, again, always great introduction, because that's exactly what we're looking at in separation, right? We're, we've gone through the process of burning away the dross, and now we've, you know, we submerged it into the waters of consciousness, those the water that does not wet the hands. Mm. And now it's the process of kind of skimming through and running thing everything through this filter to see the true essences coming through, coming out. Right. So it's this filtration process that is really, really important because you're right. We are starting to now immerse it with air. Right. And that's where we're going to kind of give it the spirit. So when we talk about the soul and the spirit coming together, this is really the step where the spirit kind of helps start lifting up and almost doing that that reverse gravitational pull up oh. to the heavens, up to that ladder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob's ladder. And that's what we're gonna kind of see here. So this is really gonna be the introduction because in the aspect of the first two steps, we're still kind of dealing with the burning away of what we don't need the soul and then the, the healing aspects of the mother of the soul, right? Okay. So we're really kind of concentrating on the soul. And then this third step, that's really where we're gonna get this, almost this lesser stone created with the marriage of the soul and the spirit coming together, right? And that's kind of an important thing to look at because these first four steps represent the first four elements because these are the steps that happening on the physical realm, Mm -hmm. okay? So when we even think about consciousness and how we express consciousness, right? It's as I think, so I feel, so I act, right? And so the fire is the thought, the water is the emotion, and now this is the spirit in which we do things, the action. Right. So this is what's processing here. And then the fourth step, which is going to be on earth, deals with manifestation. Okay. This is the manifestation of the thought, the emotion, and the action, having the sacred child, which is the what we do in the Sun of Day. And that's the holy sun. Right. Right. So so that's what we're dealing with. So we're really in this process that we, we kind of want to think about is in this alchemical process, we're we're like pulling the understanding and the expression of consciousness out. And that's why we're taking two weeks on it. But what we're really doing is we're taking something that happens instantaneously for us and we're really focusing it in very slow. That's why we take so much time for calcination because what does that do? It purifies our thoughts, right? Right. What do we do with the emotions and the feelings? We're, we're healing, right? And then it's gonna come to the action, which is going to be this third step, which is this act of separation,
0: Right. Now, is this like um this is also sort of known as like shadow work that we've talked about, right?
1: I would definitely say the um the ask the second step is really More going like to be where work. that shadow oh, okay. work is happening, okay? And what we're doing here is we're taking over the essences that are left over and we're giving life to them. We're that's, breathing okay. spirit into those essences. That's awesome. Right. And I that's what we're, we're doing. That's, that. that's the exact aspect that's happening okay. in that realm. Right? And so air is just really interesting interesting aspect because this is again where spirit comes through and this is the air is what pulls us up that ladder mm-hmm. up Jacob's ladder right so this is what keeps us going to the heavens so the ego is kind of the fire that energy behind but the eagle could go the ego could almost go a straight line it's spirit it's what actually climbs it up the ladder and it doesn't right. make you almost set up a tent on enlightenment does that make sense yeah so cool. so yeah so one of the things we're really doing and What we're trying to do is we're prolonging these aspects of the expression of consciousness really out so we can see any flaws in our thinking, any flaws in our feelings, and any flaws in our actions. So that first step, we really examined our thoughts. The second step, we really examined our emotions. And in this third step, we're really examining our actions, okay? Because we can think and feel like this is, we can think about this is a negative pattern. We can feel that like this is a negative pattern. But we can still act on that. Yeah. Okay. So we have to take it through the whole purification process because this is happening instantaneously in you. Like you are going through the alchemical process right now. And what you're trying to do is in the moment, in the instant, burn away the dross, right? Burn away the appearance of reality so you see the real reality. Experience that, you know, internally have an internal realization of that essence that you just purified from the fire yeah. into the your emotional waters and then you rise it up through the air you take it your own internal jacobs ladder you go up your chakra systems and you perform the perform the action right which will be the fourth step which is earth right okay so that's kind of what we're doing here we're really just taking down the expression of consciousness and we're almost like you know putting it all out it's almost like it's an accordion and we're like stretching it all the way out and looking at every little rivet of it and making sure that there's not dross and making sure that there's not scars where dross can kind of build up. So that's where we burn away the dross in the first and then we heal the wounds where that dross will build up again in the emotional aspect. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. And so that's what we're really dealing with. So this is just kind of the holy sun aspect of the Trinity is what we're working with in in this air air element because in the first two steps because if the first two steps were never completed we have we would just have action right does that make sense so Mm -hmm. we've gone through that process and now it's actually doing the action to create the new habits to create the new thought processes and this is what's kind of kind of prolong us on this journey their journey right okay
0: yeah i know that it can be difficult to sort of undo yourself from like this um from like keeping your like making decisions that have kept you restrained you know what i mean like choosing these these patterns that then have now restrained you now you have to like analyze them carefully as you're saying and know, you know, was worthy of of keeping and not, so.
1: Right, and this is usually, I mean, again, these first two steps are not a comfortable process. So what we're kind of seeing here is with the introduction of spirit is also that internal inspiration that we're doing this for a reason, mm-hmm. okay? Because it's it's hard to think about your thinking prob, um, problems, right? It's hard to think about your negative thinking patterns. It's hard to deal with buried emotions, especially the stuff we pulled up in Dissolution, we might have not been consciously aware that this is what causes us to do so much adverse things to ourselves and others, Mm -hmm. right? So those first two steps are, it's like going through hell. So what we've done here is air comes around and now we have a Virgil to our Dante's Inferno, because this is air, this is inspiration, this is higher thought, right? And this is your guide. And this is that internal kind of realization that not only are you doing this for a reason, but if you keep going on this path and you keep climbing up that ladder you're going to experience something far greater than what you are in this moment dealing right because that those first two steps it's not it's not a fun process it no. now it's so important so fun can manifest in the future like true fun and true love and true compassion but at that moment it's it's very troubling yeah right so so this inspiration comes in at just the right time to kind of lift the spirits and again think about what air represents it's that higher knowledge it's that it's again it's that pull upwards right because we could just go a straight line like that ladder you can go linear you can get up to a step and then just go linear and go straight line for the rest of your life and we right. see that that's probably more when we talk about like oh you can go down the ladder and up the ladder if we were really talking about the majority of the population they're probably just coasting yeah on a linear path right? They're not going down and doing anything like terrible, like you hear in like the Holly Weird stories, right? But they're also not shooting up to the sky and becoming a guru. Right, They're just kind of staying stagnant. And stagnation and evolution is death, right? Mm. Because your soul's here to evolve, right? Right. So stagnation is just as damaging as going down under. And now you start thinking about like the realms of hell and Dante. Right. There was a lot of realms in hell that were meant for just for stagnation. Like they weren't, they weren't punished as much as the others, but they were still punished because— They neglected the work. They neglected the work, the great right. work, right? Um, so, yeah, what we're really doing is we're kind of in those metals that we've collected, because remember, we're collecting metals through this. We're going through this aspect. We're really going to breathe new life into whatever was left over from those first two process, and this is going to help purify these metals for that grand alchemical design at the end, yeah. right? It's and the gold. For the gold, right. And so the metal that we're extracting in this one is going to be iron, right? And so this is interesting because it's because again, we, we're kind of working our way in. So you work your way all the way up to the sun. And why it's iron is because you use this inspiration at test time as like a willful willful determination. Like okay. Mars energy. Like a Mars energy, exactly, because that's what iron's going to represent. So perfect. So thank you for making that connection, because you really do become the spiritual warrior at this time. And this is why in alchemical designs, you're going to see a lot of swords at this aspect, right? Swords cutting through eggs, swords cutting through reality. Because you are—these are like at the end of the movie, like when the dragon, like you think it's dead, and then it comes back up and the hero finishes it off. That's what we're kind of doing. We're almost going through— The rubbish that's everything that's been left over looking for the essences Mm. but there's hidden stuff that we still did not uncover in that dissolution there's still hidden stuff and this is like a hand-on-hand combat this is very much a scorpio energy right like scorpios are a tough sign right you don't they're just if you you know if you ever turn lose a scorpio's trust you lose it for like they're very determined they're willful Um, I've worked for a bunch of chefs that are in Scorpios and this, their kitchens have different kinds of feels. Like it's, it's a very cool energy, but it's very much like, don't get in my way. And that's kind of the warrior aspect we have in this separation. So this very much is represented by the sword. And this is almost represented as like fighting those little bit of dragon demons that are going to come up and kind of try to kick us off this process process. Because remember, this is the ego, that false ego is dying. So this is like it's death rattle. Okay. So it's going to grab you in places that you think are healed. It's going to get you in thought patterns. It's going to throw experiences at you because it's trying to get you to do actions because it knows its thoughts now are purified and it knows its emotions. So this is its last grasp. Mm -hmm. It's holding on to your actions and it's just hoping that the patterns that it established since you kind of put that false ego in charge will still manifest themselves. Right right? So that's what it's banking on. And this is why it's really hard to change your actions at this time too, because stuff is going to come at you. Stuff to be like, even if it's depression and you've worked through the causal factors of the thought and the emotion of the depression, that comfort that comes with depression that we fall into of like, oh, this is just the path of my brainwaves for the longest time, that it just feels comfortable and it's easier for me to fall into that space, that's going to elude. And it's going to really put it up on there. It's like, who's Who's holding the sword right who is aware right right and that's what we're going to so that's what we're really going to kind of be experienced um and remember we've we've cleared out these blocks and we've cleared out these and we've healed the scars mm-hmm. so we can get that inspiration energy to go through us fully because that inspiration that air energy has always been in us but it can't fully express if there's a bunch of blocks and scars. Right. Right. Because energy just doesn't move through something that it has, something that's impeding its forward progress. Right. Right. So it's going to, that's what we've been cre- like breaking away. So again, everything is working on top of each other. This is, we've worked with the thoughts, we've worked with the emotions, and now we're working with the actions. And this is, this takes, this is very much almost like a masculine aspect. So just like the fire one, you had to be very vigilant and very yeah. like conscious orientated. It's the same thing with separation. Yeah. Right. And that's what we're dealing with. And it's again, you're utilizing those two skills that you just went through to try to rewrite the patterns. Absolutely. You know, rewire the brain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that you mentioned it's a masculine type energy because um you know in the last one with um dissolution talking about that feminine energy mm-hmm. with water um this energy I feel like I, I meet a lot of people on this path um, when they've made it maybe past the first two, but it it re- it reminds me of how long it's going to take. It takes a long time because based on how many things you had to let go of and watch fall to the ground, now when you go um, sorting through the, I like how you said, the rubbish, like all the the rubble or whatever is left behind. I like that you mentioned that because that takes a long time. I feel like for some people that you meet on that path, it's it's years sometimes that they have to sort of fix and thinking about the process and how long it takes people. So in the seven steps of alchemy, one of the things that I've been, when I read about everything we go through, I'm like, wow, how many times do you think you've got the right answer or you think you're on the path and you get kicked back down maybe a few notches from where you already came from. Now, I'm sure that you'll probably notice when you're falling back into it, but I was wondering, um, you know, how long is this process supposed to take? You know what I mean? Because like, to get to one octave is one journey in itself, mm-hmm. but to get into another octave is another full journey. For some people, it might just be their whole lives that they do this seven step. Is that a possibility for some people that drags on for the entire like entire
1: yeah, yeah, well, because entirety, this is, you know? yeah, this would be the one that you people don't do because they, they can change their thoughts and they can change their emotions, but then they don't change their actions. Right. And action is so important in manifestation. So what we're the fruit we're giving that they want to have change, if they don't change their actions, that fruit will never develop. That's going to be the fourth step. So yeah, people can be stuck in this forever. And again, that's that linear line. Yeah. That's just staying on that one path. Um, and yeah, we we go through this process and... And just, again, it's it's not just like this one cycle. There's so many yeah. cycles within, you know, even just the process of alchemy that's happening right now with your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions to what you're hearing right now. And just like how we go through life, like that's the alchemical process. And that's something we're really trying to kind of reiterate today is just you do this all the time, right? So, right? so when we pull it out like this, all we're doing is just looking for the cracks in our and kind of like our procedure of how we experience this um so yeah we we can totally get stuck in the alchemical process and again we get that stagnation from that you know yeah
0: no I, i you did just explain that in that linear ladder i i did um i did really relate to that but yeah it was just something that was happening as i was you know doing a little more reading i'm like oh my gosh like i wonder how many times this has to either happen to you or how long it's gonna take like there's no even if you know the map it's really, really a lot more difficult to do the work um, than than I had anticipated. You know, as I read more, I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's so
1: much to right. do, you know? Yeah, and it's the great work, you know? Yeah. And that's why it is. And again, this is an internal, there's an eternal alchemical process and then there's an alchemical process of the aggregate right. in our society, you know? And we see how we're always stuck between the first two steps in our cultures and our societies. And it's not very often do we manifest that, that fruit that we really want, yeah, you know, um, you know, and again, they they've got both the and how they do it in society and how they stunt us is they set the first two steps up as camps and they have them fight each other, right? So they just try to champion calcination would be your conservatives and dissolution would be your liberals, and in every political system really out there right now, they those two are fighting against each right. other, right? So it it's just you're just arguing between those two steps. You're not that's why the action never changes. Yeah. That's why the fruit is always the same. Yeah. Right. Because we're not actually going through that process. Um so yeah, again, you know, but this this internal holy war is happening and you are the soldier at this point. For sure. Right. So this is that again, it's that internal jihad. So it's a war to live by and what we're trying to do by this is to live from now on by spiritual principles, so to be true to our spiritual essence. And we have to be willing to fight for what we believe in this. So this is really, you've seen the light, not only externally, but internally, and now you want to foster that light as much as you possibly can. And you know you're going to do this through your actions of living by spiritual principles. Mm -hmm. Okay, And you can't live by spiritual principles until you spiritualize your you know, your mind and your heart first, right? right? For that action to kind of create. So what we're really learning how to do is, is this will to almost conquer our temptations. And these temptations can come in so many forms. Like there's those animalistic temptations, um, those old temptations of thought patterns, like we were speaking about, like depression, right? That is just a, that's a temptation. And there's so many different kinds of temptations. So what we've done is, You know, we've destroyed this false ego in the fire, Mm -hmm. and then we drowned it in the internal waters of life. So Mm -hmm. we've we've taken it through this this process and now we're just fighting the holy war for that rightful king. This is the story of King Arthur. This is what they're talking about in separation, because it's the rightful king coming back around so we can have the the fruit that we deserve manifest in that fourth earth setting, right? So this is really again, and you know a huge part of this is is the courage that's created in this step. Um, and that's kind of the byproduct that comes from it. The the first step gives us concentration and the ability to burn through the dross. The second step gives us internal realization. And this third step is all about that courage, right? we who are we talking about? The courage, the courage you lion on what did he want in Wizard of Oz was courage. Right. Right. And that's what gets developed in this alchemical step. So when we have this courage to lift ourselves out of these false patterns, a lot of this, what it's going to do too is this process is the courage to step out of the way. So universal process can actually work through you. And we kind of spoke about that offline and we're going to go into that really deeply after we cover the alchemical steps in the mission of the soul, but spiritual work And this is something that, you know, I really kind of want us to just kind of really slow down and think about, is not only what we do, but it's also what we don't do, okay? And that's obviously, yeah, like negative thought patterns, negative temptations, sure, sure. But what we're talking about is we have to get out of the way so this universal energy that we know we're a part of can actually conduct through us. Right. Because that's what we're doing with the blocks, is we're just blocking the that pure creative ether of intelligence to work through us because Mm -hmm. intelligence works through us. So if we're blocking it and we're, you know, hiding it with our personalities, intelligence doesn't get the expression it needs, right? And then this is why we have, we run into situations of calcination all over, right? Because the universe is like, you're not letting us do the job that we want to do. Because we're utilizing you as an expression of consciousness, right? We're part of something much bigger. So this idea of stepping out of the way, or getting yourself out of the way, doesn't mean you just let everything take over. But what it does to is, you know, letting that higher self and that true heart be that guide, you know, and kind of help you through these patterns, right? So you're just really kind of, again, you're getting out of the way. And it's it's what they, in the New Thought Movement, they were really in like the science of prayer. And the New Thought Movement was around in like the 1920s through the 40s. Um, not as deep of an esoteric organization, but really focused on how you can use prayer for manifestation of like positive knowledge and stuff like mm-hmm. in that kind of aspect. Um, really amazing stuff. I really recommend anything by like Emmett Fox. Ernest Holmes is also really great. Um, there was a great little... Things they kind of look at, and they this is what really they were focusing on was getting out of the way. So what they would consider universal intelligence was God. So God can actually work because right. you're just blocking it, yeah. right? And that's what we're doing right here. This is the you're f- killing the dross, you're killing the brocks, so this energy can move truly through, through you. Yeah, the spirit, the spirit, right? Because yeah. you know, if you think about what makes us inspired to climb up that ladder is inspiration. Mm-hmm. So in Spirit action, yeah. Is how you would break up those words, right? Right, and that's really what we're dealing with in this in this step. It's that again, we're breathing life into the essences that were left over and pulling it up to the highest perspective that we can. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, no, I, I really appreciate the notion of of what you just said with inspiration because that's what I find to be the the old like getting out of the way is is very hard because in those first steps when you learn how to sort of not necessarily destroy the ego but destroy the false ego and we've talked about that being the false king Mm -hmm. you still need that force and that energy to carry on through the next steps and I think it's interesting that there's still the ego that is there but it's now going to the rightful king Mm -hmm. as you've said before have we talked about in order to to ascend and let that spirit actually be connected to a higher self. Um, Which again is it's hard because some people I think do want to let themselves become a conduit for the universe to just sort of take over. But if you lessen that grip of that ego that you actually need, nothing gets done either. It's like, Oh, you're, it's like, oh, I'm sitting around here waiting mm-hmm. to be a conduit, but it's like, no, you still have to like put action into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I like the way you broke down the word inspiration because it, it falls right into that to want to climb that ladder. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. In spiritual
1: action. Yeah. Yeah. And if I think if there's anything that we that has been negative that has come out of the New Age movement is the emphasis on thought. And not these so much the emphasis on action, but right. you need to create, you need to get that cycle moving because if you just think and manifest stuff all day and you don't actually create any action, it, that channel, that circuit stops because it's thought, emotion, action, thought, immersion, action, right? We think the thought, we empower it with the emotions and then we start making actions that make that come into fruition. Right. Right. And so like when people are like, no, that's not true. Like, I was able to manifest something from a vision board. You're like, yeah, you did the action of creating a vision board. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that that's going to be always highly successful, but you did accomplish an action, right? And so these are the steps. This is why ceremonial magic is so it's so big on rituals because you're impregn- impregnating that subconscious with right. this information, but you're going through unified actions that have a vibration and a frequency that a ach- through the law of attraction, kind of pulls these events towards you, right? Right. Um, so it's a really kind of fascinating topic when we just really think about the esoteric aspects of action and how important it is to the evolution of not only our internal conscious but this external share, shared reality that we find ourselves mm-hmm. in. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So this this whole this spiritual energy, and not only does this does this air. Inspire us and give us courage and determination, but like we spoke earlier, it it connects us to something higher, mm-hmm. right? And this is a spirit, and you know this kind of goes in with the the, the discussion we've had these last couple of weeks with the soul, right? Because we haven't really addressed spirit so much, and this is going to be a kind of a good time to do that because spirit, again, it is that it's that gravitational pull upwards to make us climb that ladder, right? Right. And then we also have that internal realization that goes inward that we spoke about as that spiral staircase, Mm -hmm. right? So it really kind of looks like a straight line, right? So you go up and you also go down. And as you go one level, it stretches the other side just as much. right. And that's what we spoke about. So how we can use this inspiration for for this mental alchemy that we're kind of doing right now in the spiritual alchemy is this is where the signs of subtraction, which is just that straight horizontal line, Mm -hmm. and the sign of addition are going to have their esoteric significance, okay? So the sign of addition, which is very much like a cross, and then the subtraction, which is just a horizontal line. Right. So you subtract something... And this could be something that was subtracted out of your life. This could even be like, I had four apples and Eddie takes three apples, right? And you have that left over. So what we're doing in this alchemical process as well, and we spoke about this with spiritual alchemy, is using this spiritual process, using this alchemical process to find the metal in every situation, okay? We're going to use spirit to connect it. So our understanding of spirit, upwards and downwards, is what makes that subtraction sign back into a cross. Mm-hmm. So this is how we're able to see the significance from loss. It's our connection with spirit. So what spirit also is going to do is it it gives us the ability to not only see, you know, the benefits of our soul when we have something good to us, but also be able to perceive what was actually added to my soul from this perceived negative experience. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's our connection upwards and inwards that allows for us to make addition out of subtraction. Right. Because what what is the essence? What essence is coming to the betterment of myself? What came, What did I mentally gain from the situation? What did I spiritually gain from the situation? Okay. Um, and it's only spirit the connection upwards and the connection inwards that can give us that insight, that gives us that high enough perspective or that in-depth enough understanding of ourselves to be able to see the addition when we think we're just getting a bunch of subtraction signs, when we feel like everything's pulling away. Well, there's something that was added to your soul. There was something that was added to your consciousness that's important for your evolution. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Right, so, and that's, that's why those signs were chosen, okay? So then, again, you know, we've, We've talked about the cross before through our discussions. Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing with these symbols now is these symbols are not like standard definitions. Because they're the language of the subconscious, they have multifaceted understanding. And just like the iceberg, the deeper you go with a a symbol, the more meaning will come out of it. Mm -hmm. So you might have heard a cross mentioned as one thing represents one thing, and then you could read in another book that it might represents another thing. Right. And there's a good chance that it represents both of those, and it goes even deeper, right? And so now we're really kind of looking at, into how do symbols have this—it's, again, it's like the many faces of God is almost how we see with the symbols, the many faces of these symbols, and just how much they entail. But just really, how do we utilize that negative energy to create a positive out of that situation? That's where the alchemist comes in. I love it. Right? And that's through this inspired action. Right. Because this action is going to give us to be able to develop What what is the essence that I'm actually pulling away. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Now I'm glad you
0: clarify with the symbols. It's it's always important because visually, I'm a visual learner, so every time that we talk about this, um, I always think of all the, the meaning behind some of these symbols and talking about a negative turning into a positive. And on top of that, the addition – uh this the symbol for addition as you take each corner of the addition of the positive sign, so you take the corner that's going east and you go up towards north and then you go back down to west and you go back down to south and then you go back up to east it makes a full circle mm-hmm. and so you wouldn't be able to do that really you know connecting wise yeah um so every time that we've talked about that up and down and you know horizontal line um i always think about like how you're saying the deeper meaning that comes from it will reveal itself as you have a a a better understanding of of what it's always meant you know what i mean in Mm -hmm. the subconscious that is which is always so interesting because i know we talk about this sometimes in a very abstract way between you and i because we have that understanding to sort of see beyond that or at least talk about those sort of things beyond that but that's why i really like the um the information that you find on the seven steps of alchemy. I don't know about the listeners that we have and where they get their information from, but everywhere from like man hall to like, even just like I was just reading um, uh, the way of Zen from Alan Watts and, and just like reading his perspective on this understanding that's beyond our five senses is so interesting how it all is just the same thing. And so that's all we're talking about is ascending the ladder to the same thing. Um, so I just find that really fascinating because the seven steps always bring me back to like, oh, this is like, you were just saying the great work. Mm-hmm. So no matter where I pull information from, it's all relatable to sort of what this process will entail or what story has been told that has that process interwoven into it. So, um, I really like how you're bringing that up with, you know, the addition, you know, cause you, you also get added time by understanding what this, um, what this gives you as far as what is added to your to your life um by going through this process is also more time to figure this out on the way back mm-hmm. to the to the aggregate you know what I mean right. so you're rewarded almost instantly when you're like oh, i just figured out that these negatives weren't doing much for me but now that i've inverted this or at least not inverted but um combine it you know i've added this to my like to my soul like you were just saying you'll mm-hmm. get this reward um
1: in order to continue doing the work. Right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It's that, uh, it's again, we're collecting alchemical metals. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly what we do when we get spirit involved. We can see the holistic circular cyclical nature of this. Right. We can see, you know, the up, down, the good, the bad, and that's going to be, that's going to be really important. And so also when we're kind of looking at alchemical mandalas, cause I, I feel like we've had a lot of interest in reading alchemical mandalas. And I think that's a great idea. These first three steps in the alchemical process, this is going to represent the end of the step called nigredo. So there's also, you can break it down from black, red, to white, okay? And it's kind of the three colors of alchemy. And so these first three steps really kind of represent the nigredo stage, which is darkness, okay? And this is always going to be represented in alchemical mandalas as a crow. Mm -hmm. And we see crows as a lot of spiritual significance, right? Odin walks with a crow, very big in Native American rituals. And especially if you ever like are thinking about it, the crow sounds come a lot in the beginning of the rituals. A lot of the times the crow sounds are the animal sounds that are made in the beginning of the ritual because that's what the crow represents. Mm. It kind of represents this, <clears throat> the coming, but it also kind of represents death, but this wisdom that comes with the death that's coming and the idea that more life is going to come. So this is always kind of considered the black crow stage and it's these first three steps and you'll see it, the crow in the first step, like picking at a skull, right? And this is introduced calcination, right? Because what are we doing? We're picking through the brain. It's that filtration process. Um, And then the third step when the crow usually will reappear, it's in this process of the separation and the crow is actually now died. And there's two white birds picking out the remains of the crow. That's going to keep going. Right. So this this darkness is really from darkness to light. Also the alchemical story is kind of alluding to that as well. And this is where you'll see, um
0: you'll see like birds flying out of like
1: destructive scenes, like white birds
0: in in certain uh art from what I've read, where you'll see like the separate the the step of separation leaving everything behind yes. and like kind of flaying like leaving the the scene of the Destruction. Destruction. Yeah. Yeah. And but what yeah. are we
1: doing? That's exactly what we're doing. We just went on this holy war in ourselves and now we're raising right. ourselves up. It's coming up to that highest aspect again. Right. And this is why that the white bird has always kind of been the representation of that rebirth. Mm-hmm. You know, and we spoke about this earlier because we spoke about how this is also the the process of the sacred feminine and how it usually goes from black to red to white. Um and how we see that get usually sometimes can get inverted and they'll go from white to red to black. And you'll see that at like re- reward shows and stuff like that and halftime shows. Um, but you know, it's very interesting because we're kind of getting done. We'll really be talking about manifestation in two weeks when we are talking about this earth stage, but we're getting done with the four elements. So we are moving to the, what will actually kind of be considered like the sulfur mercury and the salt. And those are going to be like the three last steps. And we're really going to be start dealing with more celestial consciousness at that time. As we leave earth, as we leave earth, because this is the lesser stone, right? This is, um, so we're making that journey up and then we're going to ground ourselves to make sure we can manifest. And then it's like the liftoff, right? Like major Tom, the ground control kind of lift off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're really kind of going through that that process at this time and this is what that like darkness kind of represents the nigredo because the material realm is dark it's dense right it's ruled by saturn and we're breaking free from that to get into the light of the sun so that's kind of the the process we're going in the color red which comes next is really fascinating because you know the red and the mysteries we're about to learn are very much based on the ancient sacred feminine mysteries. And now you're getting into really deep occult stuff, because really following the female bloodline of these occult mysteries takes us all the way back to like the cave drawings, right? And we're really starting to understand more of the esoteric significance of like matriarchal occult societies Mm -hmm. and how the priestess class and how how deep that really goes. So what we're going to be dealing with the red is really this like celestial, very deep information. I mean, I almost kind of call that process almost like the feminine when it comes to like the feminine mysteries kind of thing. And that's what we're going to be kind of getting into after we go through the process of earth.
0: And that's been the, uh, would you say that's been what's been most oppressed in history is, is that is this process in order to keep us within that Saturn energy to keep going oh, physically here on earth right of course they, they kept us away from that next step yeah or the next steps that should come from that is yeah that, would
1: you say that's correct oh absolutely and and why those this is also why they've kept us away from like the feminine spiritual practice this is why you know mary is not recognized in christian like apostles right right yeah right and this is huge because they had to take the female out, because the female's the internal mysteries. Like, that's what the Gnostics, who was the other sect that was growing up uh, the same side of Catholicism all the way up until they were pretty much, like, murdered during the Crusades, um, they were very much more dedicated to Mary and the female mysteries. Right. They saw... Jesus as the expression of these and the able, to teacher of these, but they were very fascinated with those feminine mysteries, right? This is what the Rosicrucians yeah. were all about. This is why they were the house of the rosy cross. And this is why they would leave roses everywhere. And this is, there's just a lot of significance. We'll actually break down. I'm reading a book right now and they break down like the most famous Catholic painting in the world. And I never saw it, but when you actually look at it, it's a female giving birth. And it's like right on display in the, like the Catholic religion. And again, they, this was, this is exactly what they were trying to stamp out with modern Catholicism was the power of the sacred feminine.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, they, they even go as far as to simplify it by making her, um, a whore, right? You know, I mean, right. from the time you are you're growing into, uh, if if Catholicism was your religion as it was for me, or Christianity for that matter, that's like the first thing you write off. You're like, oh, I've heard about her, and yeah, you know, and and it's interesting how that's already like an indoctrination right there of like, no, you don't need to worry about this, right you know you need to worry about him yep. and this and and it just sort of starts from there so very interesting
1: yeah but you know what she's never going to be silenced and uh she's got a great sense of humor too because we see how she shows up oh yeah you know and that's a great that's a great um inspiring thing and that's again this this spiritual energy that's kind of fueled this whole study over time is it's the coming together of that Christ consciousness and that sacred feminine, right? You know, and kind of making that unified thing, but yeah, this is, this process will always be kept from the people because again, sovereign individuals are really hard to control. They're really hard to sell things to, right? They're really hard to be manipulated. They don't fear, right? They know that there's nothing to fear, so, like, how do you get them to fight each other? Exactly. Right. So, we're, that's the process we find ourselves in. It's Yeah. It's always that fight between, really, the dissolution and that calcination. What kind of personality type? Are you more left-brain dominant or are you more right-brain dominant? If you're right-brain dominant, they're going to control you through dissolution. If you're more left-brain dominant, they're going to control you through calcination. Right. Right.
0: Now, it's interesting because even if, if you can decipher even people like... That were used as a model to create a sort of, um, we'll, we'll take like religion for an example. Even Jesus himself said, you know, for those who fall into, um, to fall victim to the words on these pieces of paper, like you're already missing the point. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you myself, like it's not me who you need to worship, but it is all that we need to like focus on and those who fall victim to the words on this paper will just find themselves literally working for the people who are just controlling them based on the words that Mm -hmm. are not spoken necessarily by me. They're just reinterpreted by what I'm saying. So like that happened from the very get go, he was already recognizing like they're already making these camps for you. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And for, for you to even think that this individual here thinks that he has the authority to tell you that to um, think otherwise is to betray me is already like false and, and, um, and fully false. And so, um, it just goes so far back where people were recognizing this already, but yet people still fall victim to it because Mm -hmm. that's just the the pull that we, we fall into based on like you're saying on what side we think more rationally with. And we think that rationality is, um, this right that you should execute where you're like, well, if I think this way, then therefore this is the reality that needs to be because that's the, what I feel inside. But it's so much more than that. So it's an interesting step that we're going to start going into with um the sacred feminine, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. And again, too, one of the things that we're, we're purging ourselves are and not just our own thought patterns and emotional patterns, but all of consciousness that's preceded us. So you carry that with you. You carry every thought and emotion and the energy that comes with it. So when new thought comes around, you are not only resisting against your own parameters and blockets, you're resisting against the entire consciousness that has thought this certain way for such a long right. time, right? And so that's why when there's a new thought, also, it can expand very quickly, mm-hmm. and it can it can be a key for a lot of different people. but. That's how you study history. You study history for the evolution of thought and to understand how people were thinking and how people were feeling. You know, like there's still like Michael Michael Cesarian, who is a occult researcher. He talks about how we still have traumatic feelings that are within the perennial philosophy in that collective unconsciousness about whatever the flood was, like whatever that was, that all these these cultures talk about that was such a traumatic event that we still have that imprint within our own consciousness, Mm -hmm. right? We still, he he speaks about like even the imprint you get from childbirth and how that could be a very traumatic event for you. Right. And if you think about it, it probably was And there's like that imprint in your consciousness. So Mm -hmm. again, when we study history, we are looking a lot at just what was the aspects of consciousness and it'll give you understanding of also the stuff you need to heal, you know, as a global thing, and then also within, like, your race and your nationality, because that has its own vibration too, right? So I have to, not only is it the whole world's consciousness that I I'm going to have to go through the process of kind of cleansing myself of if there was negative habits, but also like the Italian and the Polish that it makes up me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, us Italians, we know how to get some stuff, create some facility patterns for ourselves. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like
0: it was just stuff we got to heal. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Yeah. I actually had an experience with that recently. And, and it's funny cause I'm very fortunate that I'm able to speak freely about this to my partner, but I was just trying to tell her like, oh, it's funny how the imprint of my soul or the DNA within me um, has never died. It's just like evolved into a different body or a different host as we were talking about last week. Um, But in this case, okay, so quick scenario that's going on here. um, I'll try to make this all relatable to this. So it's not a story for no reason because I can do that. But so here in Arizona, we're fighting off right now something that will probably we'll find out in the later years if we'll succeed or not. And that is this territory that is sacred to the Apache is being not only threatened, but it's going to be basically destroyed if something isn't done um, pretty much now. And so the Apache are having um, the Apache tribe is having to work together with a community that is not part of their tribe. And that was something that I saw a lot of when we were hanging out uh, at this water ceremony last week is that, it's sort of that the all is sort of driving us to recognize that this sacred land, if it is affected the way it's supposed to be for mining, it's going to affect all of us. And it was interesting to see certain certain tribes that are not part of the Apache show up to fight for the Apache. And the Apache themselves were saying, this is the first time in history that we're witnessing other tribes come out and and try to assist us because everyone knows that um, this territory, it's called Oak Flat if you care to know, but um, they, the Apache believe that this is where energy and their deities come to connect from above onto earth and it's also a place where they take young females to do their first rite of passage at 13. So that's going to end completely if this is obliterated and turned into a mine. And so the significance of that was so impactful that it has people from all walks of life. And that was something that was recognized right away by one of the chiefs. um, Actually one of the women who went and spoke first from um, another tribe said, you know, it's fascinating to see how many people here who have gathered for this water ceremony um, are from different walks of life. And it's interesting to see that how many of you care what we've always cared for, which is to stay connected to the earth. But in all that, I also hear the voices of people who are trying to help the tribes that are not part of the tribe get frustrated with the tribe. Even though everyone's um, single idea is to help, there's still this frustration. And I was thinking when you were talking about your heritage, uh, Polish and and Italian, I also felt that frustration because I'm actually doing my own um Videography. So back to like getting out of the way, one of the things that I want to say that's very awesome that you explained on this episode is that getting out of the way is hard, but I do like like to let spirit or at least energy come through me and see what I can do to help for the greater cause. So it's nothing to do with me. I don't want the recognition. I just know that I have the tools, the energy, the age, the potential to expand on this with what I have, right? But even then, through all of that, I still have to go through a meditation uh on the frustration that I was getting involved in by having this many different energies all try to help the one source that is vulnerable right now, which is this, you know, the Oak flat site. But it was interesting how I had to like, I felt it in me. I was telling my partner, I was telling uh, her that I just, I felt the the frustration. I was like, this must be the frustration that maybe my predecessors came as Spaniards to this land and go, Oh, you're doing this all wrong. Let us just like destroy what you have and do it better. And I'm like, and I literally felt that knock on the door inside of me. And I was like, I got to like, how do I deal with this? You know? And I just kind of acknowledged it and realized like, that's not me, but that's something from beforehand. So it's a long story that I just gave or an example that sort of relates to what you're saying about that imprint that's still within us that we have to like still work through. Um, so
1: yeah no i think that was perfect man because that's exactly what was kind of coming up there and it is important how you know we can't just care especially at this time period it's the human race that is is um is kind of against the ropes at this point so it's so important to come together on all causes you know and and not just kind of limit ourselves to a few um but yeah you know i think to kind of end this today because we i forgot to mention this one of the great meditation aspects to use in this realm. Because remember, we kind of worked through the the breath of fire meditation with the calcination and we did the bain-marie with the dissolution. Mm -hmm. And again, we're really working on working with some breath work people. So we're gonna have some videos posted on the website to hopefully that we can kind of show people doing this process or even kind of giving us their expertise on that. But a really popular positive thing at this stage and the separation is this meditation and again it's it's kind of goes from active to passive back to active right so again we're kind of going through the steps of breathe in breathe out breathe in breathe out and this action this active one that's going to happen is a meditation process where you simply sit with your eyes closed and you just start repeating who is aware who is aware and you keep this process going and you just kind of focus in on this who is aware and through this process you you get this understanding of almost this visualization and this connection to who is aware because you can actually disconnect from who's making the voice to who's actually hiss- listening to that mm. voice. And it's a process just to kind of find that will. Mm-hmm. And you kind of continue this, and you do this, and you can do it for like a 15-minute session, but watch how you start to almost get into a habit and a cycle, and then you actually can almost disconnect from yourself, and you're just watching. You're watching the cycle happen in front of you. And you've actually now like almost... Disconnecting, you're like watching it from a higher perspective of this person who's repeating, who is aware, who is aware. You can really have this connection with kind of your internal self. Um, so that's a really good exercise, and you could just look up who is aware meditation, and they'll give you examples of that. I'll try to post one if we don't get up the interview up quite about quite in time. Um, and then the other one is what's really interesting with this separation process is a breathing exercise where. You hold, you take in air, and then you give yourself a lot of time, and you hold in the air for a long time, and then you exhale a certain count. So say you're going to inhale for three seconds, you exhale, you hold it in for six, and then you exhale for nine, okay? And so it's this whole process, and really what kind of comes through this, this meditation process that we do in separation is really this understanding that in meditation, a lot of the great breakthroughs doesn't happen on the breathe in, doesn't happen on the breathe out. It's that in between. It's the in-between, the polarity. It's that middle perfect path, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why there's Tibetan Buddhists that can meditate without breathing, breathing for like 30 minutes. And it's because they're just vibrating with source energy and they're this in-between stage. And that's right. kind of what you're trying to accomplish in the separation mode um but then just as like a waking meditation the importance of just filling up your lungs completely Mm -hmm. and you have top lung breathers you have middle lung breathers and then you have lower lung breathers yeah so again and you can just find doctors and chiropractors chiropractors actually talk a lot about this online and just look up how to fully fill up your lungs okay so All of us kind of have an essence of the part of the lungs that we fill up and it's kind of like on this preference thing. They can help you break down what that is and then utilize this process of just always fully breathing Mm -hmm. and getting that spiritual energy in. Especially right now with all the like the masks that we have to wear and everything. This is what's getting blocked. It's just that spirit God energy, you know, and it's so important for your immune system. It's so important for your consciousness. It's it's air. It's just really important. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just, it's it doesn't even have to be said. Like, just hold your breath and you can see how important it is. Um, so, you know, really just fully filling up those lungs and kind of making that a meditative process. But again, we're going to try to set up a whole program. I've been talking to some people about breath work who are going to come on, and we're going to kind of try to do some, like, video interviews with them to kind of help with that process. Because one of the things that, from the feedback I've heard— is you guys are really thirsty for like applicable information, and I completely agree with you. Yeah. You know, it can be very easy to just to paint beautiful fit- pictures about occultism and esotericism, but when you don't have any application, you're just like, well, what do I do with this? Right, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, separation.
0: A separation, man. Get your sword. Yeah. Right. No, I I can't wait to continue this journey through the seven steps and. Yeah, I mean, we we have a lot of things that we have put in place for the next coming year. I'm actually excited that we're coming up almost on a year for this podcast. But now I think, you know, walking the walk with the app, doing the application will be something that both Daniel and I have to like really, um, really apply ourselves to because it's it's again, it's easier for us to sort of theorize and talk about a lot of these um, different sources of information that we bring To the forefront. But yeah, I absolutely agree that, you know, now that we have laid out the map, it's time to sort of like take action and start walking. And so there'll be some really cool stuff that I've actually been meaning to to tell you about. But um, next week, we'll continue with the mission of the soul.
1: Yeah, we're kind of continue that conversation of the soul. And what we're going to kind of look at next week is because we really looked at the cycle of necessity on kind of the evolution. So I think we're going to kind of focus on like that human form of the cycle of necessity Mm -hmm. and the soul's function within that, right? So I think it's, it's, again, it's kind of an endless topic, but excited to continue this journey. Cool. Right? That being said. (laughs) That being said. (laughs) Until next time, man. Until next time, my guy
0: breakfast is the most important meal of the day not only does it give us the energy we need it also gives us an opportunity to make a positive environmental
1: impact earthling food company originated from the simple truth that what is good for the body is good for the planet they create delicious plant-based food that lifts us up rather than weighs us down that's right you will never find preservatives refined sugar oil animal products gluten or any other crap that is environmentally destructive only the good stuff
0: would you like a hearty granola that is both delicious and healthy what, what about uh, something with zero cholesterol or an alternative to scrambled eggs earthly food company has you covered they are a brand new husband and wife startup so check back regularly for new products
1: Greg and Jen have been listeners and supporters of the Know Thyself podcast since our very first episode. We first collected on a philosophical conversation and then through the conversation learned about this really exciting new project that they were creating, which is an organic, amazing granola that they want to share with all the listeners of our community.
0: Artisan granola and seasoning make a great holiday gift. Visit earthlingfood.company. That's earthlingfood.com. Dot .company
1: Did you say earthlingfood.company?
0: That's exactly what I said. To order online and use the discount code knowthyself. That's one word, knowthyself, for 15% off your purchase. They're also offering uh, free shipping on orders over $70, so uh, you know, order online today. I would do it like right now.